was I was entering natural shores and I was getting tested and they and they weren't believing me I was they, they weren't believing I was natural so it got to the point where I was I was fed up with that so I said to me and me I said you know what I'm, I want to start a cycle and see what I can do and and that was the beginning of it you know what I mean so that was my first cycle Hey, what's going on, guys? This episode of Drugs and Stuff, we're hanging out with Zach King Khan. We talk about the trap of falling in love with the scale instead of focusing on good quality progress. Honestly, this is just like a fun, laid back hangout episode with Zach. Uh, he does tell us about his first cycle ever uh, in the gear that he had used. Plus, he talks about the stuff that he uses now. Um, and we answer a listener question. Somebody wrote in to ask, how much gear do I need to use to be a good heavyweight in the NPC, you know, vying for a pro card? And hey, if you're new here, we have several podcasts per week featuring IPB pros, experienced coaches, and educators in our industry. We're all here to help you do better at the sport that we love, stay safer in the process, and, you know, get you through your cardio or your commute or whatever else you're doing. I've got timestamps below if you want to skip around. Let's get to the show, guys. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNeely, and we are joined today by special guest, Zach Kahn. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? What's up? What's up? Oh, it's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? How's it going? It's about time. I got on this fucking podcast. Dave has been promising me for it's been oh, over two years now. He said, "He said, he said every time I freaking ask you, I'm washing me hair. I'm, I'm, I'm pinching my girlfriend's <laughs> legs." <laughs> All right, Dave. Every week you say you're on next week. You're on next week. I have cancelled my Wednesdays for the last two years because of you. <laughs> you. You don't have a life, so shut up, you sad fuck. (laughs) That's even worse. I don't have a life, and I've been waiting every Wednesday, and you stood me up. (laughs) Fucking hell. That's what type of friend he is. Hang on a minute. This is the bloke that goes and trains legs in his girlfriend's leggings. You know why? Ask me why. Ask me why. Why is that? Why are you training your aunt's leggings? I don't know why. Yeah, because you know why? You know when you when your thighs are big and they rub together against your balls, but when you got your girlfriend's leggings on, you don't rub no more. So you know it's that secret yeah, you hack. Got, you know what I mean? You haven't got any balls anymore. Oi! I can't I'm on say PCT, that you're you fat, you but you haven't got any balls. Oi, Dad! I'm gonna pull them out. And I'm going to whip them on your fucking mouth. <laughs> well, at this point, guys, I got to say thank you to Patreon subscribers because you guys are totally supporting this podcast. YouTube's going to have nothing to do with monetizing this episode, and that's okay. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Listen, so we ha- we've got a great topic today. We were talking about it before the show. I had to shut these two guys up because they were literally doing the podcast off the air. Zach, what are we talking about today? Basically... Falling in love with the scale, right? Versus versus trying to grow quality muscle. Yeah, the problem is, like I was saying to Dave, I was saying, you know, we're in an era now with social media and everything's about being bigger, bigger, bigger. And bigger is not always better. And I was saying to Dave and you earlier on that when do we stop chasing the scale? 
at what detriment to your health and to your training. You know, there, there are people out there, there are people out there, and uh, obviously they love chasing the scale. You know, you see all the time on social media, I want to be in the 300-pound club. I'm, I'm 290 now. Oh, yeah. I'm 295 now. Oh, I'm 297 now. Oh, I'm 299 now. Oh, I'm 300 now. And then it comes down to it. Then they start prepping for a show, and all that 40 pounds they've gained in the off-season, they, they had to lose it. So at what point was it necessary for them to force-feed themselves that much? Yeah. I have a simple solution. Tell Don't me. Diet. Don't diet. <laughs> That's Dave's. Well, Dave's then, that's your plan, yeah. right, Dave? That's what you're dieting now, man. Every check this out, Zach. Every week we have people commenting that Dave's getting leaner and leaner. Can you see it? Look at his face. He's 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 in diet mode still. Yep. You know that you know that face. Uh, it doesn't belong to that the body. You know what I mean? He's. Uh... Oh shit! Did you just mute him then. <laughs> oh shit! We lost him. We lost him. Good. I wonder what Thanks happened. Bugger off. <laughs> oh, wait, he's back. Oh, oh I'm here. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. You, you, were about to pay me a comp- you were about to pay me a compliment. Yeah, I said you look sexy with that beard. And that, <laughs> Thank you. And that slimmer version of yourself. Slimmer <laughs> version of yourself, yeah. You, so, he keeps touching my ass when we're training. I'll tell you, well, I tell you what, guys. I, I have to. I, I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. You always fucking push it in my face. I have to ask, I have to throw this out there because I almost feel like I see the opposite too. I see guys that are too afraid to, like you mentioned Instagram, everybody wants to impress people, right? I see people doing the opposite too, where they're afraid to get out of shape and they're not, they're not growing because they want to constantly be lean. Their next cycle is going to have to have like master on and trend and they got to look hard year round. You know, yeah. what? what's up with that? Because I feel like both of those things are equally a problem, you know? I, I, I think, think a lot of it as well, though. Sorry, go on, Zach. No, go on. You've you, you got a big mouth, so no, fucking speak. You're the game. You're the game. You can fucking sit down. Hey, be a big mouth. No, I'm Dave. Fucking system. Go on, Dave. Go on, No, I'm not talking now. I like this guy. I like this guy. We needed him on here. I'm just I'm fucking upset. speak now. Get it out of your system. You want to be center of attention? Just fucking do it. Go on. I... I was going to say, before I was very rudely interrupted by that ignorant shite there, that um, a a lot depends, though, as well, on on where your focus is, isn't it? Because, you know, people do market themselves through social media for the coaching businesses. And though they may compete, they're not really true competitors. That's not their goal. The competing is something they do to help market themselves, where... You know, I suppose, in a way, Dorian's a really example of a true competitor in because he, he disappeared, he did the work, did what was necessary, and then he popped back up for the comp, and then he disappeared again. There was never really anything in between. And that's the one extreme, and the other extreme is a social media whore that's posting pics of abs every week because it gets some tracks and gets some engagement, and then they monetize that. It's a different world now in yeah. a lot of ways. Um yeah, but and, but don't you think that when Dorian was doing it, uh, wasn't it, he couldn't get away with doing that now? Well, well, I think that's probably been Dorian's downfall to a degree financially. That he's he he never, you know, he he never manipulated he never, that market. He never capitalized on 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 where he right. was. 
No, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is, do you think a person could get away with just competing once a year and disappearing for the rest of the year on uh, now in this day and age, being sponsored and stuff like that? I think. I think you'd have to be pretty phenomenal as a bodybuilder. I feel like so that when you, did, when you did arrive, yeah, when you did arrive, you arrived with a fanfare. You know what I mean? You were something special. Yeah. Rami's been criticized for yeah. that, you know, because he became Mr. Olympia, and I was like, well, where did he go? You know, he just kind of disappeared. And we, and we heard like, oh, well, he's doing a lot of stuff in the Middle East. But a lot of us in the U.S. were like, we didn't really see much from him versus like before that, like, like Brandon Curry. You know, he was like all over and traveling and seeing people and shaking hands. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I think, I think that if you, think you if you prove yourself on stage, I mean, that solidifies it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know you got to have that happy medium where you're posting enough to show you're making improvements, keeping your fan base happy, but not posting every fucking week like some people are every day, like every fucking day, like coming up to a show one week out. Seven days out, six days out, five days out, four. Like you don't don't leave nothing to the imagination, you know. And I'm and you know the thing about it nowadays is like, why even have a bodybuilding show? You miss everybody miss them take their posters in their fucking bedroom, man, under <laughs> under goon lightning, and then merge them together and let's pick a fucking winner. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's just fucking. Well, like, yeah, the, the... The the thing is as well though nine times out of ten you're ultimately disappointed when they do step on stage because they always look better in the bathroom shot yeah. they posted two days before. Yeah, yeah, and and it's crazy. It's like how much they edit their pictures, how much they fucking filter their pictures, and like you know, saying that in in France now there's a law come in that when a person posts their picture it, on Instagram, it will tell them that that picture's been edited. Yeah, they bought a law in. They bought a law in for yes, you know, little, these, uh, little these tag Instagram on the bottom of it. Models. Yeah, a little tag on the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, this is you know, uh, yeah, actual should, look, bigger should, than actual size. You know, yeah, it should that's, be that's size get because of my knob. <laughs> <laughs> I have that when I send dick pics. There's a little heading comes up saying, "Will appear bigger in photo than in real life." <laughs> Yeah, your fucking mouth is bigger in real life as well. <laughs> oh, so, don't stop. So what? Okay, so if you're growing in the off season, you know, instead of pushing for the scale, how do you know when enough is enough? How do you know that you've you've pushed it like too far? If we're not going by the scale, what do we go by? I, I, I think well, you, I mean, I think like Dave, be polite. Be polite, Dave. We have a guest here. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Zach. I'm going to get some water. That way, Zach can say what he wants to say. Look, you need a fucking cock in your mouth. <laughs> Keep talking. Remember, Friday's coming. <laughs> you guys it's training late? <laughs> you guys training okay, on Friday? Yeah, like yeah. Said, a different person yeah. on Friday. Like I said to you, when you know enough is enough, is go by your condition so you're not yeah. getting too far. You know what I mean? So, you know, a, a good off-season condition is that you still can see outlining your muscles. You still can see outline your abs. Your belly's not out there. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's certain there's certain things you need to look out, you know? Because at the end of the day, if you're putting on fat, you're just putting on fat just for the sake of it to make your pre-contest harder, you know? Yeah. It's going to yeah. be harder for you. To, you know, you've got to lose that at the end of the day. You know what I mean? 
So why make your pre-contest work harder? You want to make it easier. You know what I mean? And that's where, you know, I think, you know, do, do a good couple of uh, three months uh, off-season and then do uh, one month mini, mini cut and then go back on again. You know what I mean? You'll know, you'll know when time for you to, you'll get sick of eating. When you get sick of eating, that's the time for you to start doing more cardio and start doing a mini cut and give your digestive system a bit of break and then go back onto it again. Dave? Hello? Ah, okay, sorry. Hello? Yeah, David? no, I, all I was going to say is that it's, it's where multiple formats for recording comes in. So you have weight, you have measurement, you have photographs. Yeah. And then you, you've mm. got an all-round comparative of, of what's going on. You know, if if you, the scale hasn't moved, but the images and the pictures have changed, then you know you're progressing, or the tape measure's changed, then you know you're progressing. The differential between relaxed and posed arms, things like that, can all give the information for a, a much more broad... I mean, a lot of people rely on the, the body fat scales, and though they're better than they used to be, they're still pretty shit and still very easily influenced by water intake and things like that. Sure. So they're still not the most accurate yeah. way of measuring, but, but you know, it's you don't want to stick to one single source. I mean, there's a reason why coaches ask for weights and ask for pictures and ask for other sources of recording because they want to see a, a more full spectrum, you know, feedback of where you are rather than just going off one thing. And, and at the end of the day, it depends like on your goal, doesn't it? At the end of the day. Is that is it like them coaches want what want naked pictures from bikini girls? Is that you know necessary? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you're the only person I've ever done any coaching with where you asked for naked pictures from me, and I found that a bit weird. I mean, I obliged obviously because why wouldn't I do? I'm, you know, I'm, I want to provide you with yeah, your service. Course. Of course, you're gonna fucking oblige. You know what I mean? You just, you just do anything to show off. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's just, well, oh, that's just harsh. That's just harsh. I like hanging out you know with somebody that knows Dave. This makes me happy. You know, well, the thing <laughs> is, really he knows I've got Dave. A really small, small cock. He knows I've got a small willy, but he has to bring it up all the time. You know, I mean, I'm burdened with this very Oi, small that's penis. Why. I can't help that. Oi, that's why. That's why I bought you a Tom Tom for your birthday, so you can find it. <laughs> but you don't use it. You don't fucking use it. <laughs> so Zach, how much how much have you gained in an off season? Like, what are we, what are we talking? What? Let me ask you this: Ugh. What would be like, say, what's the heaviest I've been? Yeah, well, what's the heaviest you've been, and then what did you diet down to to be back in oh, shape? Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like I said, the heaviest I've been was uh, three ten, three fifteen ish. You know what I mean? Off season, and I was really struggling at that weight. You know what I mean? It was getting to the point where my training was getting affected. You know what I mean? Uh, but saying saying that also, you know, I did I did have to lose about thirty pounds, you know what I mean, to get into shape, thirty, thirty five, you know? That's not bad though. Like for that size. Now if you were like a buck seventy and you had to lose thirty pounds, that'd be a different story. But at three ten, I mean to yeah, come in at two eighty, man, that's big. You start to struggle when you hit three hundred, don't you? You when you get near the three hundred mark, you yeah. start to find it hard work. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I just find it hard when uh, I start getting around two ninety. You know, what I mean, after that point, I'm like, 
I feel like I'm like I have to suffer a bit, you know what I mean, to uh, eat that extra food. Where I just think to myself, if I'm around 290, I can train hard in the gym still, and I can, um, I feel well, what's it? Now physically, I feel better in myself, you know what I mean, for everyday life things. Yeah, yeah, and you're still you're massive at this point. Still, it's yeah. like you're not you're 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 really I I mean. I'm Compared all, to like the pictures yeah, I had all, seen from you in the past, man, I ran yeah, into all, you, you know, last year. You're, you're huge. What are you now? Uh, like I, I don't even weigh myself that regularly at the moment and now, but if I am, I'm about two, I'm about two eighty five, something like that. You know what I mean? So, but my my quality's better at this way. You know what I mean? For this way, but usually, like you know, like it. I'm trying to like bring up my weight slower instead of faster because obviously you know yourself when you bring it up too quick it's going to be mostly water weight you know what I mean yeah. and and it's just you're carrying excess weight and you're walking around I'm walking around walking me dog and my lower back is fucking pumped and I can't even fucking move you know what I mean yeah <laughs> you know it's just like general things general things like that chores you know what I mean but that's why like I think about now, like I want to be improving on the certain muscle areas, so I work on that. So on the day when I train my weakest body part is the day I make sure I load up on the food the day before and that day. You know what I mean? And everything for that muscle group. What are you trying and to bring up at this point? Day, just like my shoulder cap, like uh, Dave says, you know what I mean? Because I had uh, shoulder issues before, and obviously legs are going well at the moment because. Uh, like train with Dave, like I've learned more of a mind and muscle connection with it. You know what I mean? And like after all these years of training, still you always somebody can learn you something new. You know what I mean? And that's what the beauty about bodybuilding. When you think you know your body, so somebody comes along and then teaches you that something different. And then, and basically, like now when I train legs, I can do two sets of uh, leg extension, and straight away my legs are pumped. Yeah. I, I, they, they're ready warmed up it's like the connection is so good now and that's how you want that to be with everybody part well I mean, you know I mean? obviously you uh, can go ahead Dave, Dave. No, I'm not used to Dave being polite oh um, you I mean obviously you came back from a bad injury I mean a career ending injury I don't in fact I don't think I know a bodybuilder that's come back at pro level from that level of injury and actually come back and and yeah. legs had to be rethought from from just a psychological point of view as well you know yeah. double quadrate detachment and you're thinking someone's going to get back under six and seven plate squats off the back of that that's mentally yeah. extremely challenging yeah. so we've we've worked around creating yeah. intensity uh, intensity in other ways uh, which still allows Zach to push hard, but without putting him, putting him at super risk from unnecessary loading. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, leg workouts, they're not particularly long, are they, Zach? I mean, we don't do huge amounts of volume, really. No, but I but think the, it's the, the, the work ethic there. Is, yeah, the thing about it is it's more of a connection to the muscle. And that's what it's mm. all about, you know. If your muscle is fatigued, what more do you need to do? You've done the job, aren't you? It's not about going to the gym and doing a hundred, doing like volume training and doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reps. What's the fucking point? If you can, if you can, what's it now? Fatigue that muscle with ten reps, you're gonna fucking choose ten reps, aren't you? Than a hundred reps. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, basically, we 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 gauge Friday's workout by how much I fuck their weekend up. If they can't walk all weekend and they're moaning <laughs> at me every Saturday and Sunday that they're in pain and they can't do this and they can't do that, then we know that the Friday workout was a good one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, he just comes on Friday, eh, Scott, to train us. You know why? Because he's had a fucking shit week and he wants to take out his frustration <laughs> and he does it on fucking me. Sounds about right. out on me. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a stress relief. He comes comes to gym to fucking give me pain. Then he walks off and he thinks, oh, yeah, that feels good now. I'll release some stress. Yeah. I fucked him up and he just giggles to, he giggles to himself and jumps in his fucking Ferrari and drives home. <laughs> the, I don't see the issue with that. I get stress relief. You get big legs. What's the problem? <laughs> the, and the, the, those that no won't problem. say this, those that won't say this, his legs are impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a permanent yeah, down on his quads. They are, no, they are impressive. That had to be, yeah, that'd be scary, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be scary to have gone through that and still be able to make it back. I feel like that's a good testimony, too, to anybody. We all get hurt. You know what I'm saying? We all get hurt. And, and if you, it, it, I guess, you know, what it tells me is you love the sport. Like, you love bodybuilding. You love lifting weights. You know, otherwise, you would have just been like, yeah, screw yeah, it. I'll go do I, something else. I, no, I just uh, I think, Scott, it comes down to, you've got to ask yourself, eh? You know, it's like this, eh? If you, if you fall in dog shit, yeah, you, you're not going to fucking, you know, if your foot's, uh, if you're trudging dog shit, you're not going to say to yourself, oh, you know what? I'm trudging dog shit, so I'm going to roll around in dog shit now. You know what I mean? I'm going to cover myself in it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing when it comes to, when somebody gets injured. It's like you ask yourself, okay, I'm in a hole now. Eh? I'm in a deep, you know, I'm in a hole. What am I going to do? Feel sorry for myself hmm. and dig myself a fucking deeper hole and, you know, allow myself to go into depression, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm fucking feeling sorry for myself. Nobody is going to come along and say to you, get off your fucking ass, huh. you know what I mean, and move. Get fucking moving forward. It doesn't matter whether you don't get back on stage. For me, it wasn't a matter about getting back on stage at first. It was a matter about proving to that doctor when he said to me, oh, he looked at me and said, oh, Arnold's got a lot to answer for, hasn't he? And I went, what do you mean? He goes, oh, you're a bodybuilder, aren't you? I go, yeah. And he just like, like smirked at me, you know, to say like, you know, and I just huh. said to him, I go, and he goes to me, oh, you'll have to you think, forget about competing again or forget about training again. I said to him, listen, look at, look at you, the state of you, you fat get, and you honestly give me advice on eh, telling me I'm not going to go back to the gym. I said to him, watch me. I'll be back in the gym within six months. Did you and say you that whole what? thing to him? I Did you say back. that whole thing, call him a fat get and all that? Yeah, it was yeah. surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and he looked at me and we didn't know where to put his face. I mean, you are a doctor. I go, you are a doctor. And look at the state of you giving me advice. I went, how dare you? I, I go, That's how amazing. How dare you? Yeah. I said to him, I go to him, I go to him, listen. I go, I'm fucking, I've detached my tendons. I'm not fucking paralyzed. You yeah. know what I mean? I will be back. I will be back. And yeah. uh, basically from there, I made it my fucking point. I'm going to fucking get up 
and fucking walk and I was walking in braces. When it should have took me two weeks to walk around with my braces, it took me two days. No kidding, man. You know That's I mean? wild. Yeah. You yeah, had, it, 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 it wasn't without setbacks, though, was it? You didn't you didn't you get an infinite in, infection in one and have to have it redone? Oh, listen! I've had three operations on each leg. So, so once, so once everything was recovering fine, Scott. Yeah. What happened was they did a. Uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, flex my leg straight. You know what I mean? Leg on leg extensions like that straight. Yeah. And it was just like limping down. So like limping down. And so they did extra on it again, and they said, "Oh, uh, Mr. Khan, sorry to tell you that your your tendons haven't reattached properly." What they should have done was they should have cut a piece off like a couple of inches off, then reattached it. What they did, they would just reattached it from where it torn. So mm. it was longingated. Oh. So they had to do it. Yeah. Again. So they had to do it again six months later, one leg, then six months later, the other leg, and then fucking a year after that, I had to have keyhole surgery, and they had to fucking clean it all out again. So it's like, if I can do it through three operations on each leg, then when somebody's done it once... Listen, you got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Got nothing. Yeah. It's all in your mind. The only reason you will not want to do it is because your fucking mind is not strong enough, and you and you don't want it bad enough. Yeah. Like, like the main thing for me was I wanted it bad enough to make sure that I wanted my life back to normal, where I could walk again and walk upstairs and go to the bathroom and have a normal fucking pace without fucking. Standing to uh, grabbing onto the side of the wall or something, mm. you know what I mean, to balance myself. Yeah. You know, like going to the bathroom was a military operation. <laughs> oh you know, God, yeah. So honestly, honestly, it was because you got to remember you got two braces on your legs, so you have to sit down on the fucking toilet and then put your fucking legs on in front of you on a stool so your your legs are straight. Yeah. So you're like having a shit. You're having a shit like Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking flying. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, like, like I said to you, so you know, these are the things you have to go through. And end of the day, I'm a great believer in everything happens for a reason. And I don't look at it and think to myself, "Oh, you know what? It fucked up my career, this and that." A lot of people said to me, "You know what? It was a career, a career-ending injury." You know, I don't think of it like that. I just think to myself, "You know what? It is what it fucking is." And I made the most of it, no matter what. And whether you're on the stage. Or whether you're not on the stage, you are have to be resilient in life because life will fuck you over. When things are going right, life will fucking be there to throw a curveball and you have to be ready to catch that fucking curveball hmm. because if you're not, if you're not, you're going to fucking be, you're going to let, you're going to let it win. You know what I mean? And it's like the, the same thing with bodybuilding. Look at Ronnie Coleman. Where he is now, and still, you know, people going, oh my God, look at this theater running. But he wouldn't trade the Olympia wins for where he is now. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And and that's what it's all about. Are you going to look look at your life and live it in regret? You have to think to yourself, this is what I've been given. This is my destiny. This is what's, uh, what, how am I going to deal with this? I've got two choices, either swim or fucking sink. Yeah, I can relate to that, man. I got really sick a couple of years ago, and I had that thought in my head that, and it's what you said, that nobody 
else is going to pick you up. You have to do it yourself. And when I heard you say that, I imagine that that was a lesson you had to figure out when you had your injury. Mm. There had to be like a dark moment for a little while until you came to the conclusion, like, wait a minute, it's got to be me. Yeah, because the thing about it is nobody is going to come and save save you. Sorry to say it. Nobody can do that for you. Yeah. If you don't want it yourself, nobody out there. You can watch as many motivational videos as you fucking want. You can watch them day and fucking night. But you know what? One thing in life, what I've learned, what is the most important thing. Sorry, two seconds. What I've learned no, is that you have to, you have to be consistent. In everything you do, you have to be consistent. You can't just like you know when people say going to the gym. You can't just go on those good days when the sun is shining, when you're feeling good, when you've just got laid. You got to go on the days when you don't get a blowjob off your missus, and your missus <laughs> says "fuck off." You, you're a fucking fat cunt, and you smell. Get the fuck. They are the days. They're the days you need to go to the gym when it's fucking raining, and you're walking to the gym. You're trudging dog shit, and then you fell over, and you fucking accidentally. Put your penis into a sheep and you're shagging the sheep and you're saying, sorry, oops, I wasn't meant to do that. <laughs> you still have to train on those days. It, you know? That's the take-home point, yeah. There's an insight into Zach's life here. Uh, no, I mean, I, all, all I was going to say, say was that, to me, victim is a mindset. It's a state of mind. Yeah. You make yourself a victim by accepting your circumstances. Listen. Yeah, the one thing, Dave and Scott, tell me if I'm right or wrong. Too many people wrong. use the word depression. Depression. Okay. And yeah, I'm with sorry, but half, yeah. half, yeah, uh, half of you fuckers aren't depressed. I'm sorry, you are not fucking depressed. And, you know, you're, all you need is a focus, a goal in your fucking life. Half of you people who are saying you're depressed, you're depressed because you're sat at home on your fucking Xbox and you're fucking playing that for fucking 12 hours. You are going to fucking be depressed. Get outside your fucking house. Get outside the fucking four walls. There's a fucking beautiful world out there, even though you live in a council estate. You know what I mean? Go and fucking mug some old woman. It'd be fun. Let her chase you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think the the mental health excuse is is definitely oversubscribed. I'm not disputing that there are people that have mental health problems, because of course they are, but they actually tend to be the people that are generally quite quiet about it and not blattering it all over social media. Yeah. Um, And and a lot lot of that is just another way to get attention. It's just another way to go, oh, look at me, look at me, I have mental health problems. No, you don't. You're just a fucking fanny. Put your finger out your ass yeah. and actually take yeah. some responsibility for your life. You know, we're, we're all responsible yeah. for our own lives. We're all responsible for our choices. And we're all, to be honest, for most of us, we create the shit we have to deal with. And if we're actually honest with ourselves, most of our problems are self-generated through one reason or another, be it a lack of, you know, care or a lack of conscientiality about what we do or whatever. But most of our problems, we actually generate ourselves. Yeah, I agree of with course that. you're right. Dude. A lot of them. People don't. They don't want to take yeah. responsibility. Yeah. They don't want to accept. You know, and, and go right. You know what? This doesn't define me. I'm moving on. I'm going to be my own person. I'm creating my own future. The only reason I can agree with yeah. you, Dave, is because I've seen myself do that. 
And I've, you know, over time, I've had to stop and catch it and be like, oh, yeah, really, it, it was my fault that I, even if it's something that was done to me, sometimes I can be like, oh, it was my fault that I let this happen to me. And it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm to a, blame. It just means that, like, you know what, it's a lesson. I'll do things differently next time, you know? Yeah, I, I, and I'm the same. You know, if people, people cross me or people do wrong to me, yeah, it doesn't negate what they've done or, or how shitty their actions might be. But there's also a certain amount of responsibility for myself for not catching it and for right. allowing them I'm to saying. be in a position where they could take advantage of me. So, yeah, you know, we are, there is a lot of responsibility on us that as a modern society we just don't want to take. And that spans into diet and training and every aspect of it. You know, yeah. the act of getting lean is uncomfortable. There's no denying that. It's hard. But it's not climbing Mount Everest hard. No, you know, the it's, thing a, is, it's all down to a mindset at the end of the day. Yeah, Dave, choose your fucking hardness. Choose your hardness. You want to hmm. be a fat overweight bastard with blood pressure, with arthritis, you know what I mean? <laughs> Out of fucking breath, or choose your hardness. Or I have to eat salad and fucking plain chicken and basically eat a variety of fucking food what's good for me choose your fucking hardness you know the f problem you've got is a lot of people there they all want a pill for something but the only pill they can't fucking swallow is the fucking truth you know what i mean and that's ah. the pill they don't want to swallow you know man, man that sounded I feel, like I feel a little bit but i feel a little bit personally attacked here today <laughs> don't, don't feel personally attacked because yeah well the thing but the thing about it is you know you've got people there they it's it's all about like you said to yourself they're all about oh yeah i've got mental health problems i've got this and i've got that and the thing about it is they're using it as an excuse it's an excuse for them to say they are not where they're meant to be and the problem you've yeah. got is uh, yeah, and the problem you've got is like instead of you know, uh, what's in blaming other people and eh, who've done you over, done you bad, and try to get even with them, why don't you use a mindset and say to yourself, I will get even with the people who have done good for me. I'll pay them huh. back. I like I'll that. get even with the people who are who who, are, who have you know made my life better for me. I will pay them back. I will get even with them. Why get even? with the assholes and nubbeds who are negative and bringing you down because only then what happens is you've got that negative mindset what you're using to get that negativity out onto them and you don't need that in you and that's going to consume you and then it's going to eat away at you and then you're going to end up being in a in the sport of bodybuilding where you're you're you're, you're pointing the finger and saying building my health is shit because of bodybuilding this happened to me because of bodybuilding all this shit happened and then they're on instagram making these posts saying how bad was bodybuilding for them you shouldn't be following this journey but they weren't saying that when they were getting all the sponsorship and all the money and all the gear for pay and all this shit and getting all the inbox messages for their fucking soggy pants <laughs> to sell but but you understand what i'm saying it's like it's it's all it's all, all that negativity what you don't want don't need and don't need to breathe it yeah the, the thing is the the energy you expend on being negative or being resentful or, or whatever you where that negative energy goes if you use that same amount of energy on positive things 
you wouldn't be in the position you're in. You'd be so much further forward. I, I don't get angry anymore, yeah. or not so often. I, I, you know, I don't get pissed oh, off at people anymore. Give all the, give all the no, you angry love. I don't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get angry with you on Friday, you fat fuck. All right, listen, guys. We we have to we have to switch topics because we this is great. But we had some listener questions. We had a bunch of stuff that people sent over for Zach, and the first one I had from Jared. He had a bunch of stuff on here, but I'm gonna take his first question, which was, "What was your favorite bodybuilding memory?" Yeah, my favorite bodybuilding memory. <clears throat> Okay, am I allowed to say this on camera? <laughs> you said everything else, so we're good. We're good. Go just, for it. Just, just as long as he's not criminal, <laughs> I think we'll get yeah, away with yeah, it. Yeah, as long as the statute of limitations is passed, you're good. <laughs> well, well, I was in Vegas. It was my first year for the Olympia Expo, and basically I was invited to the titties and asses out, so it was great. Wait, that was my best memory. You broke up. Building. You broke up. We heard you were in Vegas, and then all I heard was titties and ass. Yeah. Well, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's why <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. I think, I think that's all we needed to hear yeah. was titties and ass. I think we get the picture from that. Vegas titties and ass sounds, <laughs> sounds about right. And also, no, he asked... No, actually... No, actually, it was winning me pro card after so many years of being second... And you know what? Seven years of coming second and third and then finally winning the British title and being amongst the British best bodybuilders uh, here in the UK with Dorian Yates, you know, Amy Francis, JDW, you know, all these guys. It was great to be one of the names on that, uh, you know, podium. Hell yeah. Yeah. Finally getting what I deserved. Super related to that, then George White, one of our longtime followers, he's he's over there in the UK too. He said, um, in his time of bodybuilding, which other British bodybuilders do you respect the most? You know, like me up and coming or now? He means which bodybuilders I respect now? He's saying. I think I'd love to hear both, but how about yeah? How about now? Who who are the guys that you think are really going after it? Samson is great, you know what I mean? He's come up a long way. So Samson is the one to look out for. Like, I remember Samson, like, when he just, uh, I think he must have came seventh in Britain at the time. Hmm. And he came to, uh, came to, down to Sheffield to train with me. And, you know what I mean? Putting him through the paces. So his physique at the time, I thought, this guy is going far. And, uh, and I'm glad he was able to tap into that potential and he is where he is now. It's awesome to see him, you know, being one of the favorites coming into this year's Olympia, you know? So it's it's a great it's a great to see a success story with somebody who I've met, you know, personally and had friendship with him, you know, so it's good. Based off of seeing him back then, would you have predicted that he was capable of what he's doing now? Yeah. 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 Because I saw his I saw his physique, and at that time, Sean Roden was the one coming up for the Olympia title, and his physique reminded me a similar version to uh, Sean Roden's. And I thought, if that's what the way the sport's going, this guy is definitely going to be up there. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah. how about how about guys back in the day? Who 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 did you look up to? You know, as a as a guy from like somebody you could relate yeah. to that was in the UK. 
But it wasn't about whether I could relate to anybody because them days it was just magazines. So we was never like social media. We didn't have that, you know, interaction with anybody. But it was a person who I looked up to and respected was Dorian, of course. You know what I mean? He was the main guy coming yeah. up. You know, he was, in, he was in the magazines and he was a guy from Birmingham and he was like this, this fucking, you know, like superstar. You know what I mean? You just, you just can't imagine, you know, being at the Olympia, you know what I mean? I couldn't even imagine what it would be like. So it was it was him who I looked up to at that time. He's a he was a blue collar well, guy too, like a hard worker. You're from yeah. Shetfield. That's that's a real blue collar yeah. town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same as like Detroit, you know, manufacturing uh, city both, you know, the states and UK, you know. Dave, what about you, man? Bodybuilders that I looked up to. Yeah. Hmm. Probably. I don't know really. Um. I. Ian Harrison, but that was because he was close to my age. Okay. So Ian's only Ian's only a couple of years older than me. So when I was seventeen, Ian was nineteen and won the Junior Universe. So it was. It it was it was weird because Ian to me felt million miles removed as a bodybuilder, but he also sort of showed me what was achievable at a young age if you were you know dedicated and pushed hard enough. Um, other than that, it was just like that. I didn't you know they were just all they were these unbelievable characters in magazines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They 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 were they were a bit unreal because my only communication with them was magazines. I didn't know them in any other way. I met Dorian when I was sixteen, seventeen. Um I trained with a um Zach will know the name, a guy called Billy Payne when I was sixteen. Oh yeah. Um, you were strong. Yeah. Uh, Billy, yeah, I mean I won't get into Billy because um, he's he's got a he's a People love him or hate him is the sort of situation with Billy. But uh, he was always all right with me. But, I i mean, I trained with him when I was 16 and I had the right baptism of fire because of that, because he was one of Dorian's training partners. So that same ethos came down the line. Yeah. I was lucky. I mean, I grew up in a gym with a lot of seasoned bodybuilders with a very good hardcore training ethic. And I knew no different. But the, the pros just always seemed to be like legends, you know, they were all a million miles away from, from me. They were, they were, so I didn't, I, I, I love locks of different physiques at the time. Phil Hill, Gary Stridham. Um, I had a real sort of broad range of physiques. I enjoyed Tom Platts, but, but there was, I don't think there was any particular one as a bodybuilder that stood out to me. Cause that was never really, I was never really interested in who they were. And from a competitive point of view, I was just interested in who they were from a physique point of view. Yeah. All right. So Shane asks us, he was, he says, I would love to hear your first cycle. And I, I want to throw in a tie in question to that. Like how much progress did you make? Like how much weight did you go up when you did that? Yeah. So basically my first cycle was uh Anava, Yeah. And uh, I was taking like, you know, five milligrams of Anava, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing about it was, it it took it took me ages for me to even 
you know, want to take Anavar, you know what I mean? Because I was researching it for like two years, three years. Really? Right? And me and my train partner, yeah, me and my train partner were trained together. And then, there was this guy, uh, it was a website. What the guy's name I used, it was based in Chesterfield. He looked a bit like, Dave, do you remember him? He looked like a bit like Stallone. What's his name? Oh, no, I, I I used to get everything from Ken Brooks in, in Bradford, <laughs> Leeds, over that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but he was he was always in all the magazines on the back pages. Oh, I forgot what his name is. It'll come to me. But he was in the magazines and he had a website called No Bull. Yeah. Okay. He called, it was called No Bull, no Bull, the website, and we ordered our cycle off there. So we ordered it. So, so ordered it off there. So basically, uh, started started taking that in, and basically within uh, uh, like like a week, I put on like like five pound. You know what I mean? And then after like taking it for a month, like I was like uh, like about fifteen pounds heavier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> but but I, I started my first cycle was around when I was uh, 24, 25. So I didn't take it when I was younger. So it took, took me a while but, uh, for me to even uh, build up the courage to take my first cycle because what happened was I was entering natural shorts what were tested. And oh, shit. We lost him again. Let's hope he comes mm. back. That was a good story he was he was telling us. That, that'll be as well when everything was farmer. That oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking was. too. It was everything was about then. It says guest has muted himself. I wonder if he like got a call or something and it kicked him off. I could edit this no, post production. Shit. Well, he might have to call us back. Damn, this is a good story too. Five milligrams of Anivar. Yeah, he's gone. He'll come back. He'll call us back. Five milligrams of Anivar uh, and he gained like fifteen pounds. Did he say? Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt there's genetics there. Um, there he is. There he is. All right. Let's add him to the right here, and then we're going to move Dave. Shit, we got cut off. Can you hear us? Sorry about that. Sorry about right. that. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So you are saying, though, it took you it took you years. You were entering natural shows. Yeah, so... So, so basically, uh, I was I was entering natural shows and I was getting tested, and they and they won't believe in me. I was they, they won't believe in I was natural. So it got to the point where I was I was fed up with that shit. So I said to me and me, I said, you know what, I'm, I want to start a cycle and see what I can do, and and that was the beginning of it. You know what I mean? So that was my first cycle, Anova, what I did for four weeks, five milligram a day, and then after that. Uh, what's gonna because uh, somebody told me it's safer to use injections. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So so I researched it all, which was right. So you know I had to read up a lot on it. And so my first cycle was like you know um, a shot of uh, a shot of sustenon every uh, every ten days uh, with a with a like a decker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so. I was, I was doing that for like, you know, uh, 10 weeks. And from there, like I, I started seeing, you know, like I put on about about 20 pounds with that cycle. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I was like really like responding from the, the gear aspect of it. I, I don't know whether it was because I waited 
You know what I mean? Or was it because, you know, whether it was a genetic thing? Yeah, I bet you it was probably a combo. So you were already training for a long time before you started then. Yeah, yeah. So so that's why it worked out better for me in that way because I knew to a point what I was doing. Obviously, my form wouldn't have been as good, whatever, but I knew how to push weight. So, so I was getting stronger pushing weights. You know what I mean? Doing like doing like five place bench press, doing like uh, six plates on squats, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, you know what I mean? It was, yeah, so I was getting really strong and stuff like that. So from there, it was just like, obviously, you know, the, the cycles get a bit bigger to the point where my my biggest cycle was, you know, uh, basically, <clears throat> what's it now? Uh, 800 milligrams of test, uh, f- 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 four to 500 milligrams of trend, and then it was, you know, about 600 milligrams of Deca or Equipose, you know what I mean, with a, with a, with a tablet of uh, Oxy thrown in, you know what I mean? Dave so loves the, the Oxy. Yeah, so that was that was the biggest cycle I did at the time, you know, with, then obviously I couldn't afford growth hormone at that time, you know what I mean? It was yeah. too expensive to the point where growth hormone became a bit more affordable. It was the Chinese stuff where you had to pay, you know, X amount for and, you know, with that, I was just using, like, you know, three to four IUs of that at the time. Until now, it's like people are using 10 IUs. Obviously, it's not as good. You know yeah. what I mean? It's all, all, all comparable. So the, the, that, that's where, you know, my biggest cycles were. I just I just couldn't be asked to inject every day like some people did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I just, just couldn't do it. I remember, so when I first started learning about gear online... I went to a UK message board and I did a lot of reading there. It was called Muscle Talk. I did a lot of reading at Muscle Talk. I learned a bunch. And at the time, the, the, everybody had suggested using fairly moderate doses. Like everything was pretty conservative. And then, you know, after a while, I had gotten bored of that site, you know, that, that message board. I was following it like just like just like um, what do they call that when you when you lurking? I was lurking for like two years on that board and then I disappeared. And a few years later, I came back. And everything had changed. At the time, when I was on it, the UK guys were taking less than the guys in the US. And when I came back, everything was like blowing up. Like everybody was taking much higher doses or 750, 1,000 tests. You know, like things were definitely increasing. Do you guys remember seeing a big shift in dosages? Like, you know, very early 2000s? I think, uh, yeah, definitely saw a big shift in the dosages. I think it, it was it started happening about you know at the time of Ronnie Coleman time you know what I mean you know when Ronnie was big on the scene yeah and saw saw a big shift in the dosages uh, around that time where people were like opening over a, a thousand milligrams of test you know some people were using like eight hundred eight hundred milligrams of trend you know what I mean and you, yeah yeah and then you got like using the same amount like you know they're like they're building everything up to a thousand milligrams on three different compounds and, and then they're using insulin on top of that and then they're using growth hormone on top of that you know what i mean it's like just crazy cycles i just i just didn't understand how somebody could take that much yeah well what I, about i I, what, I really don't understand how anyone could take such large cycles i think it's terrible 
Have you guys, yeah. have you guys ever seen Under Construction? Dave was, it, it, you were like, you had a bin. Like, these are warm-ups. These are warm-up cycles from where I've been. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't suggest that today, right? You're not saying people at no, home should do I that mean, stuff. Mine was a very deliberate, conscious thing. It, you know, I wasn't just taking those doses because I pulled them out of the sky. I was generally looking at what what the the change points were between drugs and, and effects. So everyone had always said three gram was a pivot point where things really did transform. So my first big cycle, I went to three gram to see what happened there. And then after that, I pushed to four and a half. But I only did two big cycles. Yeah. Everything else was a gram. True. Yeah, I never... A gram of trend. No, so all my cycles were around one to one point two gram total dosage. All my all life, the only time I pushed above that was the two UC projects where I went to three and four and a half. Yeah, what I'm saying is, what were the compounds in them cycle for you to push that high? Oh, so so uh, the four and a half was three gram a test, a gram and a half of tren. And then I swapped that to a gram and a half a decker. Yeah. Wow. Fucking hell. That, that gram and a half a trend, didn't that blow your fucking head off? You know what? I questioned at the time that it wasn't legit because from a sides point of view, the only thing that I really got was I got a bit cold, got a bit distant, a bit removed from people around me. But I was taking it from the same lab, through the same batch of another UK pro who I will leave anonymous in case he doesn't want to be discussed. He's retired now anyway. Um, and and he was taking the same stuff and it was blowing his head off at 200 milligrams. Um, wow. So I assume I've always been, I mean, one of my problems around steroid juice was I never got side effects. Well, people are so, going to comment about your kidneys. You're going to get we're going to get slaughtered now in the in the comments for well, this. Well, no, thing. no, I, you know, because you 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 misrepresent what I'm saying here. I never got side effects when I was on, so I never had warning signs that things were going wrong because I never felt shitty from it. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did when I started to really push the boundaries at like four hours. But I mean, I did a three gram cycle and felt great on it. I didn't have any any issues, any fatigue, any stress, or any of those sort of things. But that was half the problem because obviously I was damaging myself all the time yeah. in the background. But because I wasn't feeling anything, I wasn't realizing any of that. Yeah. And I knew that's what and you so meant, but I wanted to make sure it was like clear to people listening. You know what I mean? So, so if you had, so if you had your blood done at that time, if you was on that cycle, you would have seen the fucked up blood work then. Yeah. And would that have yeah, of course I would. I, I, um, you know what? I honestly don't know. If, if I'm going to be completely honest about it, I don't know because I I had set a goal. I mean, don't get me wrong as well. There was, there was a point in it all where without any blood work, without any knowledge of what was going on, I just turned around and I said, enough is enough. I'm done. Uh, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, and, and the wife was the same. And we came to the same conclusion at the same time as it happened. Yeah, why was that? But, because you was not enjoying it, or was you, or was you feeling the strain on your health? Everything, everything, everything. I mean, I went through a pint of really bad skin, um, which was obviously 
it wasn't in a way a physical problem in the sense that it made me feel ill, but it obviously didn't make me feel very good about myself. Um, but uh, towards the end, I, I lost my way at, at certain points in it. You know, I got very drug obsessed at certain points in it. And there were certain points in it where it was just sheer tunnel vision that was keeping me going. Uh, and being 415 with the drugs and the size and the food and the training, you, you just, I, I was battered. I was just absolutely battered at the end. And it was just like, you know, enough's enough. I just can't do this anymore. Um, and I was lucky. I think in a way I was lucky I stepped out when I did. Um, if I had tried finishing earlier, I would have probably actually had worse health because at 360, 365, I could have maintained that for quite some time. By going further and pushing to the actual limit of where I did break, that stopped me there, stopped me immediately. And from that point, seven years ago, whatever it was now, when I said, I'm done, I've never done more than legit TRT from that point onwards. Uh, and, and I never looked back and I never changed my ideas on it. There, there were times at Expos and stuff where I felt small and I felt a little bit, you know, I used to be a big boy and all this sort of shit. But in general, when, when the time came to switch it all off and just say enough is enough, it's done, it, I was ready for that. But I say I think I was ready for that because of what I'd done to myself to get to that point. Yeah. I think oh, a lot of people in this sport don't talk about the psychological problems with steroids and they don't like to talk about it too much because let's be realistic, a lot of bodybuilders I talk to, I ask them, when was the last time you came off uh, a cycle? They can't fucking remember. Like they've been nonstop on cycles for the last three years, five years. Like if you look at some of the pros, you can work out how long they've been on their cycles for and when, when they actually come off. If they're competing twice a year and they've been competing for the last couple of years, when have they actually come off? Yeah. It's like, it's like what makes me laugh the most is like when people come off uh, the drugs yeah, and they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get blood work done now. And they say, oh, everything's back to normal. Like everything. No shit. It is going to be back to normal. But, but how long are you going to stay off the cycle for? You, you need to get your blood work done when you're on your fucking cycle and then ask yourself, Am I doing? I'm doing. I'm doing the same cycle. Are my bloods? Are my bloods worse than the previous cycle I did? If they are worse than the previous cycle I did, then obviously you're not going in the right direction. Then are you? You know what I mean? And I think that's the good thing about bloods done now is that you've got a marker. How how bad your bloods go when you're on a cycle? And and if your bloods are okay on a cycle, they're manageable. And then you then you think to yourself, oh, I need to push it a little bit more. Then you can do. But if your bloods are fucking worse on the cycle than the last time you was on that same cycle, why are you going to push it anymore? You're just going to worsen things. And so you know, you use it as an ind indication, guys, whether to push or come back and take more time off a cycle, let your body heal. The main thing about it is. To, what people don't understand is the longer you stay off a cycle and let your body heal, when you go back onto a cycle, you're going to grow even better. Yeah. If you've given rest and you've given your receptors a rest. But people can't seem to do that. And they seem to wasn't a, be scared to come off a cycle. You know what I mean? Sure. And because of the, the emotional aspect of it. 
because you'll have some guys there, and they'll come off a cycle, and we'll be like, bro, I was watching Bambi the other day, and I started crying. I go, no fucking shit. You need to sort your estrogen out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, things like, you know, and then, they, and then they're talking about why they got a limp dick. You know what I mean? And these are these are the things what people don't understand. So they they stay on a cycle to feel superhuman all the time, to feel like they're super fucking horny all the time. And the problem what you've got is that's not the real you though. There has to come a time when you have to come off and let the real you come out, and that's how you have to manage it. You need this is why bloods are important. Dave, you say the same stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we and Zach have, have similar opinions on that. I mean, a lot of people do bloods on cycle. They look not great because they're on cycle. Obviously, they're not going to look great. They come off. The moment their bloods look good, they're going back on. And it's like, yeah, but you've not had any time where your bloods were in a good place. You've not had any time when you've been healthy. The moment yeah. you're catching your breath on your health, you're hammering it again and going back into a position where your health's been compromised again. You, yeah. know, you do need periods yeah. of health if you want longevity in this. But at the same time, yeah. having, having been down that dark tunnel of drugs, you do get to points where you can lose sight of where you are. I mean, I, I clearly remember sitting on the toilet at 3 o'clock in the morning, taking GH because I was doing pulsing, uh, and, and sat there thinking, what other drugs can I take to get massive? And if your mindset is there... You are in the wrong place. Yeah. That should that. not be your go-to. You know, that shouldn't be your go-to. The go-to should not be the primary of drugs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it, always, is, it is easy to lose your way. I always tell people, there, listen, if you're not competing, you're not a competitive bodybuilder, there is no reason for you to do a steroid cycle. There is no fucking reason for you to even think about jumping on a steroid cycle. But if you're deciding to compete and you've got to ask yourself, okay, it's taking me this much fucking gear to become top three or even fucking top two or even top one, yeah? Then how much, how much is it going to take me to be the best. Do I have to take more? You know, the problem you've got is that people are so easy to say, I need to take more drugs instead of, actually, I need to eat more food and actually, I need to fucking train harder. So the first thing they say is, oh yeah, I'm going to up the cycle. I'm going to up the cycle. Like, no, man, you, you know, you need to fucking up your training because I've seen how you train on social media. And you train like a fucking pussy. <laughs> we don't, we don't even, don't even post your workout on social media because they're wank. <laughs> we have a question. I've got one more question. This is this was just a question we got for the show in YouTube on our previous episode. But this totally relates. So I feel like we could talk to Kyle about his question here because I kind of feel like what you're saying might apply here. The because here's the thing. He's looking at the direction of what drugs do I need to take? All right. So he says, question for drugs and stuff. How uh, many estimated total grams of gear for me to become a heavyweight NPC bodybuilder? How many grams of testosterone and how many grams of anabolic, such as Masteron, Primo, EQ, uh, stuff like that? So he wants to know, basically, he's saying, like, you know, I want to become a heavyweight. How much gear should I take? 
and I, I don't want to pick on him because he's asking a genuine question, but I think we can probably yeah. help him out. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay, first thing I'll say to him is, if you want to be a heavyweight, how much do you weigh now, currently? That's the first thing I will ask him. How many, how many calories are you on? What does your workout look like? These are the things you need to answer. What type of job have you got? Have you got a manual job or have yeah. you got a job sitting us all the day like Dave has? You know what I mean? But oh! <laughs> so, so these are the factors. If you got a manual job, you're going to be burning more calories. If you got a job sitting down, uh, you're not going to be burning as much calories. So you need to look at your food aspect first. Your food, how much fluid you're drinking. Then now let's go on to the training. How are you training? What split have you got? It doesn't matter what split you got, as long as you're training with fucking intensity. There is no right split and there is no wrong split. You know, all all matters about is when you're going into that fucking gym, are you leaving anything on that fucking table? Or are you fucking doing everything in your power to fucking no reps and reserve shit, just doing everything you can do? You know what I mean? That means if you have got a day off gym, and you're saying to yourself, I'm thinking about the gym. Listen, pussy, you obviously <laughs> didn't train hard enough because I'm telling you now, on the weekends, I don't train. And after legs, I'm fucking resting my fucking legs. And the other reason I train legs on a Friday, so I know I don't go out on the weekend fucking around in the club scene. I want to stay away from that scene. So, you know, so the thing about it is, these are the first things you need to ask yourself. There is not a magic milligram what you need to be taking to become a fucking champion. That's in your fucking mindset. I can give you a bottle of oil with zero fucking milligrams in it, and you and I could tell you this is the best fucking trend you're ever going to take. And you know what? Your placebo will kick in, and you'll probably say, yeah, I'm feeling it. It's not down to the fucking gear. It's down to your mentality. Gear should be only used as a necessary thing for you to basically able to manipulate your, your recover from your training and able to digest your food. So like that typical uh, fucking example goes, a natural bodybuilder has one builder and one brick building a house. But a person who's on fucking steroids will have 10 builders, you know, building a house with 10 bricks. So if you're not eating enough food, you're going to have nine builders without a brick each. This is the reason where nutrition is important. You know, it's important that you eat enough food, that you're feeling recovered. If you're feeling recovered, you're eating enough food and you're resting enough. If you're not eating enough food, you're not going to recover quick enough. There is no overtraining. There is only under-eating. And I'll pass this on to my sidekick, Dave, to answer the question now. I, I think the mindset is skewed there because, like there is, like you said, there is no formula. There is no X amount of milligrams equal X amount of growth. And, and the quite simple fact is that if you took someone who was untrained and you gave them gear, you'd find an initial amount of tissue additive just because of the nitrogen retention and how the drugs will work but it's short-lived and it's not sustained so you might put four or five pound of muscle on in an untrained individual by adding anabolics to them and then you get nothing yeah. the fact is it's the training that stimulates growth it's the training that starts it all you can't out drug that 
you know. So if you're not training intensely enough and you're wanting to get to a national level, you're you're going to run out of drugs pretty quick because yeah. the, the, you're just not going to be able to compensate for it. Yeah, you, you'll compensate for a local show and, and you'll get so far. But when you, if you're talking about winning national shows, looking at looking for a pro card, no amount of drugs is going to compensate for not training intensely and hard enough and, and not creating muscle growth in the first place. And the yeah. way I've always looked at it, Training and diet create the base mechanism for growth. That stimulation and recovery. If they are right, then when you add drugs, the whole system is supercharged. Yeah. And everything happens faster and quicker. You know, if they aren't right, then the whole system is compromised. And even though you might find growth while you're on cycle, as soon as you remove those drugs, that growth is going to regress. So it's important that you you put your effort into those two areas first. I'm not for one minute saying people shouldn't use drugs. It's a personal choice. You can use as much as you fucking want. But if you if you want bodybuilding as a career or you want to have longevity in bodybuilding, then you need to be very aware of your health. Otherwise, you will knacker yourself and you won't have longevity. Yeah. And you need to be based on good old school old-fashioned hard work with both food and training and then sprinkle a bit of gear on top you respond great when that response stops happening sprinkle a bit more on top there is for most people an inevitability that there will be a certain amount of drugs required to get to a certain level that's not that there's a prefix but you know there's not many people going to reach an olympia stage on 500 milligram test a week you're going to have some crazy good genetics to be able to do that just because the amount of muscle mass that is required is so beyond our natural sort of capabilities. But having said that, you don't necessarily need five gram of gear either, which is the magic number that's very often approached around by people. Hmm. I know pros that have stood on the Olympia stage running sub one gram. Yeah, I know pros that have run five gram. I know pros that have run seven gram. I know pros that run one and a half and two gram. You know, so there's a wide range of what people need. Um, but it's all founded in genetics, obviously, play a huge part, but it's all founded in effective, intense training and a stable, quality, consistent diet. There you go. I agree with all that. Yeah, like, like I would like to say another thing also is that instead of thinking about how many different compounds to go on, why don't you do yourself a favor eh, and save yourself a bit of money because, you know, you want to know what's working and what's causing the more side effects. So why not, you know, eat all the right foods what you need to eat for your body weight, train like a motherfucker, you know, insane cunt in the gym, you know what I mean? And then take some tests, take, do your first test cycle, you know, like try 500 milligrams of tests first for a couple of weeks, eh, a month, Get your bloods done. See what they like. Everything's going in the right direction. You're making the gain. Great. Add another compound in there then. Simple. And see what happens then. Then find out what's agreeing with your body and what's not agreeing with your body. Get Spend the money now on a template what works with you and what doesn't work with you instead of playing Russian roulette and taking five or six different compounds and not knowing which is actually the one what's causing the fucking issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing. And But, you know, so many people are straight away like, oh, your first cycle or your second cycle, 
five different stuff. You know what I mean? Take that. You know what I mean? We're now living in a time where we've got people to check our bloods. We got we got all the best technology there for us. It just comes down to ourselves. How how much do we value our health? What price do we put on our health? Is the price of our health worth uh, a couple of uh, hundred uh, dollars to get some bloods done? How often do you get your labs done over eval? I'll go quite regularly today. If I'll, I'll, you know, when I'm when I'm on the cycle, I'll do a couple of tests on the cycle. Then I know where they're at normally. It's like I just got my blood done last week from Dave. So you know, we're on off a cycle. So you know, basically, uh, my uh, good uh, good cholesterol now has improved because I've been doing more hit cardio now. So that's going in the right direction as well. So everything's going good. So I can't complain. It's just a bit of a peace of mind for me knowing that I'm going in the right direction. You yeah. know what I mean? People are going to ask then. So, what is a what does a cycle look like for you nowadays? Right, Jim will fucking tell you. You know what I mean. So basically, at the moment, I've been on uh, six hundred milligrams of test. Yeah, was on uh, four hundred milligrams of Prima, and it's and it was same uh, Deca four hundred. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, not even much at the moment. Two eighty five. You know, that's two eighty five right there, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm maintaining that easy, easy. That's not even trying. That's like, you know what? Pe- and that, that's legit. Anyone who's sat there going, oh, it's bullshit, Zach uses more. That is definitely legit. He, he, there's no bullshit there. He, he's sub sub two, sub one and a half pretty much every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing about it is I don't, I don't want to push the cycles at the moment if I'm not going to compete, you know what I mean? And plus I'm nursing a couple of, you know, I've got a tennis elbow at the moment, so nursing that and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like I said to you, we may we may have found the issue for that because my estrogen's been really low, like uh-huh. really low. So that would be, the, the like Dave was saying, that's the reason for your tight joints. So now I'm letting that, I'm letting everything heal and get everything done in in, a, uh, in four weeks' time again and see where I'm at, you know what I mean? So yeah. this is the reason get blood done because I was saying to him I go to my joints are too tight everything feels too tight so you know because sometimes you take uh, anti-estrogen tablets eh, and they, and they fucking can zap you out totally having having really low estrogen is not good either do you know what I'm saying absolutely and this is what people don't understand. yeah and you know I can be frank with everybody I can tell people these issues because I want people to learn you know, I want people to value their fucking health, not play the guessing game, you know? Like like I always said to somebody, think about bodybuilding, eh? Going into university and doing a four-year degree. So the first year you go in, eh? You go in, eat the food properly, eat by the book your food and train like a fucking insane fucking nutter for the first year. You can do that for one year, then you deserve to go to the next stage of the degree. You know, you pass stage one. You pass the first year with honours. You know what I mean? Now you go into the second year. Now you can start playing about with a little bit of test and see how that goes for you. Once you've done that, then add another compound in and see how you go. There is no rush for you to use 10 different compounds. <laughs> right. Why not, save, why not save that money? Why not? Why burn a hole in your pocket? And that's the problem with too many coaches are giving cycles to these young kids and they're the ones who are selling them this fucking cycle. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we're about out of time, guys. What if people want to follow you, Zach? Where, where, where are you most active on social media and stuff? It's usually about Instagram. <laughs> when I when I don't get banned, you can follow. Just I'll give, I'll give you my I'll give you my Instagram handle, so you can just post that on there. You know what I mean? Perfect. I'll have there. yeah. I'll add that in the description for sure. Uh, I look I look forward to the, catching up with you guys again. It'll probably be another two years with Dave. You know what I mean? Saying, <laughs> Uh, next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. Next Wednesday. We'll have you back, right? <laughs> uh, Guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And Zach, we appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us, man. No problem. It's been an honor, guys. And I really appreciate it, the time you've given me. And even Guys, though you're not you're not coming back on again. You've just you've you you've you love us banned from every platform we're on, you so <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what Scott's gonna do now? Eh? He's gonna have a different podcast just with me and Scott on it, and he's gonna be fucking you off. Dave, sorry, I'm busy this week. I can't record. Sorry, Dave. Perfect. Oh, yo, no, crack on. You're welcome to him, Scott. You can have him. Yeah, Dave wants to quit. You. Dave quits every week, so this might work out perfect. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's gonna fucking cry now. You know what I mean? Let's I'll keep writing checks because Friday you'll pay them. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, listen, uh, check out our great sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK. If you're in the UK, go to Strom Sports Nutrition. Um, You can also go to supplementsource.ca if you're in Canada. And, uh, of course, if you're in the UK and need to get your lab work done, go to evalbloodanalysis.com. And thank you to everybody from Patreon. You guys are literally making this thing happen. So for another episode of Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland, I'm Scott McNally. We're hanging out with Zach Khan. We will see you soon. Thanks, everybody, who's hanging out in the live stream, too. All right. Thank you, Zach.